Welcome to the Neander Art Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Howley. From the caves and rock shelters of Europe and the Near East, new evidence is emerging that the ancient people we now know as Neanderthals did not simply scrape by and live in a delicate balance between ape and man, but surrounded themselves with creations of art and culture that we used to think were the exclusive domain of modern humans. Join us in conversation with the experts who are making these discoveries and revolutionizing our ideas about the world of Neander art. All right, we're talking today with Antonio Rodriguez Hidalgo from the Complutense University of Madrid. Uh, his presentation at Neander Art was on a Chateauperonian cut-marked raptor flange from Cova Fortadada in Calafel, Spain. Can you tell us a little about the history of the site? Okay, the, the site of, of Cova Fortadada is, is located near the coastline, the shoreline of Calafel. It's a little town between Tarragona City and Barcelona. The, it's a small cave, and the cave is discovered by chance in the 80s of the last century. The site has a very huge sequence of Neolithic and Calcolithic, a mass grave, and we are digging for 15 years, uh, recovering mostly human remains. We are very happy because in this part of the sequence, we have uh, a lot of evidences of occupations of early Upper Paleolithic people and occupations of the last Neanderthals of the Iberian Peninsula. But we have only one bone that is related with the activity of the the Neanderthals, this uh, talon of large eagle that show a lot of cut marks in the dorsal uh, face. What about the uh, the marks on this particular talon indicated to you that it was used by humans? The cut marks in this kind of, of animals, in large raptors, and in these particular positions are not related with uh, the battering of the eagles to eat the eagle part. The cut marks are related with the tension of the deep distal phalanx, you know, uh, it's only skin and bones and tendons, and there are nothing to eat in this part, you know. Yeah. So what does this talent tell you about the Neanderthal art and culture across Europe? Okay, this is a very, very interesting question, Andrew, because we are thinking now about the cognitive capacities of the Neanderthals and all this discussion about the capabilities of the Neanderthals, you know. There are a lot of con- controversial things, and some of these uh, evidence are very few in time and in uh, space. You know, for example, we have only three sites in all Europe with uh, rock art that maybe Neanderthals do. You know, but we can see that uh, there are at least ten sites around Western Europe with talons and at least twenty-three uh, cases. You know. And for us, this is very important because finally, if you can find the same evidences in different sites, you can construct a big discussion, you know, about the use of talons by Neanderthals as symbolic elements, as uh, personal ornaments, you know. You've mentioned that there's 10 sites across Western Europe that feature these Neanderthal uh, adapted talons. How far is the most distant example? We have the most distant example in the time and in the in the territory, you know, in the landscape in Krapina. Krapina is in Croatia, two thousand kilometers from Cova Foradada, 
and is uh, 130,000 years ago, okay? It's very, very far in the time and in the space. And we have other examples like the Talons of Fiox cave in South France that is very close in the time and in the space because this is only four days walking from Foradada to Fiox cave. It's really, really, really close. At the Neanderart conference, you discussed also some of the possibilities of what the use of these eagle talons might represent. You talked about some possible connections to other cultures that use birds of prey symbolically, use their talons, use their wings, use their feathers. What are some of those connections that you've seen that could maybe give us uh, some inclinations of not necessarily how Neanderthals use these things, but how they may have? Yes, Andrew, this is very interesting too, because traditional people around the world in North America and in Australia use the eagle talent, the large eagle talent for a lot of symbolic things, you know, uh, things related with religious purposes, with rituals. Uh, things related with eagle talon as personal ornaments, as amulets, you know. And finally, made in this analogy, if the same evidences are working in the Homo sapiens, in the modern human world, maybe the same evidences can be applicable to the Neanderthal world. We don't have this time machine and it's impossible to know exactly what kind of things are doing the Neanderthal with, with the talon, but probably the large eagle talons are used in the same way by Neanderthal than in the modern humans, you know? Yeah. Are there any similarities across living cultures that use eagle talons symbolically about what they represent? You know, the current people, the, the traditional people now have a lot of forms to relate themselves with the spirits and the spiritual world and the nature and all these kind of things. For example, the Thunderbird religion or the Thunderbird myths are very close to the use of eagle feet as representation of the, of the thunder, the storm and all these kind of natural uh, phenomena that are very important for traditional people. Maybe the Neanderthals have this very complicated ritual world, you know, maybe, but it's very difficult to, to, to know. With all of the new material that you saw at the Neanderart conference, is there anything that's going to inspire you in the way that you look at the evidence from your site now or in going forward? The Neanderthal conference was uh, very, very stimulant for us because for first time, in my opinion, uh, a lot of people are discussing about one possibility that is this Neanderthal art, this very, very complicated Neanderthal world. So for us, it's very important because we have a lot of feedback with other colleagues especially with people from North America, about the use of eagle parts in very different uh, uh, regions, you know. And finally, it's very interesting for us because we are in touch with a lot of people that are working with traditional people now in North America and in Australia too. Traditional people that know very well uh, the, the significance and the meaning of this kind of things. This is very important for the interpretation of the, the archaeological record, you know? Yes. Well, thank you very much, Antonio Rodriguez Hidalgo, for discussing with us your finds at Cova Florida and for participating at Neanderart. We look forward to hearing more from you and from your excavations there. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you, Andrew. The conversations featured on the Neanderart podcast stem from the presentations and ideas shared at the inaugural Neanderart conference held at the campus Luigi Einaudi at the University of Turin in Italy. The conference was organized by CESMAP, 
with the scientific partnership of the International Union of Prehistoric and Protohistoric Sciences and the International Federation of Rock Art Organizations. Music by Krakatoa.